righteousness. Yo, Angelo Yee, I love you. 50% ratchetness. Tell them ratchets to sit down. This is becoming the most prominent form for hip-hop. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlamagne the God. Prince of Prince of People. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Christian. What's going on, DJ Envy? Get it off your chest. Hey. Uncle Charlie, what's happening? What's up, my brother? How you? I'm doing blessed, man. I'm blessed enough. Y'all, I just want to call and say thank y'all. About a month ago, y'all let me um, call up, tell you about the SBGS Foundation that's giving away the scholarship. Um, Mm -hmm. And we did get a lot more traction, some sources, but we still haven't found that perfect candidate. You know, um, it's deadline is on Thursday. And we're looking for that perfect young male student that's going to an HBCU. We got $1,000 for you. We got two thousand or $1,000 scholarships that we're trying to give away. So visit us, svgsfoundation.org, or on Instagram, svgsfoundation. Hold on. You got two $1,000 scholarships, nephew? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, let's make it three. I'm going to get one. I'm, I'm going to put up $1,000. Let's make it three. Man, I'm, you I'm, about to make me cry on this road, boy. I'm gonna no, put. Uh, no, I got you, nephew. I'm gonna put you on hold, and I'm gonna have um my 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 our intern send. She gonna get your information. I'm I'm, I'm gonna get that God. to you. Praise God, man. For real, I've been trying to call y'all. Y'all let Trav do all the time. I'm trying to give away money. Oh, my God. Well, Listen, Trav, don't you worry about Trav, okay? Trav, Trav, Trav comes to the back good. door, sir. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hold on, all right? But God bless y'all. Thank you. Trav, Hold on. Trav don't, comes don't to the back up. door, by the way. What's saying that? Send out there? Hello, who's this? Hello, yeah, what's up? What up? What's up? Who this? Uh, uh, DJ Envy. Who this? This Ellis, man. What's what's going on, homie? What's up, Ellis? Get off your chest, bro. Man, I just said it like I said, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad to do the last time. All the time, glad to do a special right now. But I'm saying, like, man, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> what? <laughs> How your voice turned into auto tune just that fast? <laughs> what you say? Not even, cause I mean, look. I got to get off my chest, man. Look, my homeboy's girlfriend gave me some cut when he was locked up. And now the vibe ain't the same no more. Wait, wait, wait no slow more. down. You said your homeboy gave you some cut. No, you know, he, he said smashed. his homeboy's girlfriend gave girl. me some yeah. cut. Keep up. Oh. His girlfriend gave me some, yeah, gave me, gave me the, gave, gave it up while he was locked up. Now the vibe ain't the same when he come around no more, man. You know well, of course like, it's not. Well, I know what you can do to fix it. What? It ain't my fault, though. It's, it's my fault, though. I mean, like, There's it's, only one way to make this even, sir. How? What's it? What is it? He got to sleep with his homeboy. Your homeboy just came out of jail. He probably feeling a little frisky. <laughs> what you mean? So you is that? I don't understand why you don't understand why he's mad. Are you willing to be friends with him? Yeah, we still cool. But the vibe ain't the same when she come around. Well, of course it's not the same. I think you need to do what Charlamagne suggested, yes, bro. today is National Awkward Moments Day. No. Listen, today is National Awkward Moments Day. No better awkward moment than tell your homeboy, like, look, I did smash your girl while you was away, but to make it up for you, I'm going to let you smash me now. Just, Boom. Just f- up, Charlie, man. You a bad man. Yo. You, you probably gay f- Charlie, man. You got me f- up, Charlie, man. Oh, I'm the messed up person, but you out here sleeping with your homeboy girl. Just okay. believe me. All right. Just f- like that, Charlie, man. Like I'm gay or something. Come on, man. You got me f- up, Charlie, man. I thought we cool like that. We are cool. I'm just telling you how to make it better. I look at the breakfast club every morning. I respect for the breakfast club. You put me out there, Charlie, Come on, now. You either going to make it better or you're not. Now, I didn't give you my suggestion. Just relieve him. Have a good morning. Goodness gracious. Winter is coming. Get it? Winter's not coming. What are you talking about? <laughs> Spring you got to get to summer first. Goodness gracious. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent into something now, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Nicole, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Hey, good, good morning. morning. What's up, Nicole? Get it off your chest. I'm so happy, y'all. This is my last day at work for like a week and a half. I'm going on vacation. Oh, where I, you going? Where, yeah, where are you going? I'm going to Spain. Nice. Ooh, that's last dope. I walked by, I called. I got an insurance check, and I bought tickets to Spain. This is my trip to stay. Well, enjoy, mama. And I'm so happy. All right, thank you. We happy for you. That's dope. I love things to look forward to. You got to plan a little vacation sometimes. Hello, who's this? Uh, This is Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. How y'all doing? Hey, Chandler, what's up, bro? Uh, Man, well, I got two things. One, uh, I turned 33 on uh, Thursday, so... uh, Congratulations, sir. Shout out to me. Okay. Appreciate it. And I realized I'm old because I I went to D.C., and was dancing, and my knees basically gave out where my knees, my bro, had to hold me up. Welcome to my world. And, yeah, it's, it's bad, man. And then Southwest kind of ruined the day, uh, day for us because we were supposed to take off at, like, 5 and get there at 6, and they pushed our flight all the way back to, like, 1130 at night for no reason, trying to say, oh, it was mechanical problems. But still, like, they kind of ruined the day. So bro. I'm call and vintage bro. So I can get a voucher. Bro, you said uh-huh. Southwest, bro. Yeah, you deserve what you get when you fly Southwest. Southwest is just a bus it's, in the sky. It's so cheap, though, man. And the bags. <laughs> yep, and you get what you pay That's for. That's why. Well, have a good birthday, though, bro. Blind Beauty. Hey, good morning, you guys. Good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. So what people don't know is a couple years ago, Uncle Sharla and DJ and Viana told me to stay in school. And Viana. And that, you know, I shouldn't do music. But I did both. I finished my second degree, and I perfected my writing. And the shade room posted it, so... You know, I'm excited about that, but I just wanted to talk about something different. Um, It's a difference between criticizing someone and being tasteless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on the shade room, you know, people was asking about how I'm blind and whatever, but there was one content content creator that I really, really love, and he was just tasteless with his comment. I'm like, you can make like... Um, goddamn Zoe. I am Zoe. He was on Wildin' Out. I know Zoe. I, I don't know him personally, but I know him from through social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if somebody asks about blindness, I want to make people aware. If you joke, I can take a joke. I can take criticism, but don't be tasteless, you know? Well let, like, well, let, well, let me give you a little little advice, Blind Beauty. Uh, you're an artist, and once you put yeah. your art out to the world... It's going to be open for all types of critique and some things you're going to want to hear and some things you're not going to want to hear. But you know what? You got to take it all like it's the same energy. You know what I mean? Like you're never as good as they say you are and you're never as bad as they say you are. But Uncle Charlotte, that's not the thing. Everybody that was commenting on the music was positive. He was like trying to make it, you know, about you being blind. Because he got to get them jokes off. It's social media. You know how people are. Listen, the thing is, you can't get offended by people on social media because you'll be offended all day. Word. They all got an audience. He's just trying to get them jokes off. That's all. But don't be tasteless. But whatever. I love you guys. And thank you. DJ Enviana for playing that little snippet. Enviana. Why you keep calling me Enviana? Because you're your Tatiana. Thighs. It's his thighs, G. But listen, Blind Beauty, I just got to <laughs> say this, man. Just be happy that there's so many people supporting you because sometimes we focus yes. so much on one negative comment. You can't let that override all the people that supported you. Concentrate on that. You're right. And black-owned businesses on title, comment is on title, and all streaming platforms. Don't worry. Right. Hey, well, Blind, Blind Beauty, Beauty, we see you if don't nobody else see you. Oh, you feel it. me? 
And I see you. There you go. No, you don't. <laughs> Shut up, Envy. See, that was tasteless. That, that was tasteless. That was, was it? She, was that that was tasteless. Whatever. Whatever. She called call me Enviana. All right. Well, have a good one, Blind Beauty. That's why you're Enviana. She only said it's fine because she's hoping that you uh, play her song again. She never sent it. You anyway. played it already. But no, I did. We played it from her. Remember, she played it. Right. We played a snippet of it. All right. But anyway, keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. That ass up in the morning. Check out this Breakfast Club Rewind. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Dr. Oz. I feel blessed today. Lucky to be here. What up, Doc? Just today? You don't feel blessed every day? Every day, but especially around you. Just the energy. They, there's just there's an animal like charisma coming from you, emanating from you. Well, thank the you, Doc. He's very <laughs> kinky this morning, Doc. I'm sliding over close. I'm sliding over to him now. How are you going to do that. with these allergies? I saw you were having some allergy problems. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't usually get them that bad right, at me neither. all. But I looked in the U.S. Weather Service, and literally the tree pollen map, it's a bullseye on this area. Mm. And so I did two things. First, I started using neti pot. Wash your sinuses out. You know that Aladdin-like lamp? You put the water in the right nostril, comes out the left yeah. nostril. Make sure it's clean water. I never tried that. You, it is really effective for allergies. And the other thing is washing your hair. Mm-hmm. Because really? the pollen sticks to your hair. Charlie made no worries over there. Yeah, Charlie's <laughs> okay. I was like, what? Wow. No, no, no. My allergies are acting up. <laughs> but, you know, I'm thinking about it. You, 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 yeah. you, you put hairspray especially, and it sticks everything together, so the pollen gets stuck to the hair. You lie down at night, all that pollen is basting your, in your face. And you, walk, you wake up in the morning with swollen eyes, your runny mm. nose. So those are these, if you can do them. Now, when you sat down, you said you wanted to talk about CBD. That was good because, like, I was going to ask you about CBD because I've been on CBD for about three, four months now. Hey, why are you taking it? I like it for my anxiety, and it makes me sleep. So I take the syrup, I take the uh, gummies, and I take the drops that you put under your tongue. And I like the cream on my joints. Is it Everything. good for you? Is the CBD oil good? So we did a big investigation on CBD oils. Here's mm-hmm. my personal belief. It's not been proven, but I do believe it has wonderful medicinal benefits. But, and there's a big but here. But... We got 13 products. Ten of them did not have what they said was in it. Ooh. Really? Five of them had nothing. So nothing. it's not really regulated yet. And not, not regulated at all. Either the industry needs to do it or the government needs to do it. But there are a lot of people, Charlamagne, who are going to listen to you right now, go out and buy a CBD product, and they're going to have a miserable result. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pay a lot of money with no benefit. Why? Because they bought fake stuff. Mm-hmm. And how do you tell? It's hard. Right. I get mine from a pharmacy. The ones that we tested were sold in pharmacies. Mm. Look, Charlie, it may work for some of those things. Mm-hmm. It probably doesn't help all of them equally well. And maybe it helps joint pain a lot, anxiety a lot, but not quite so good for sleep, and that's so beneficial for intestines or whatever. So people just start to shotgun it, mm-hmm. and then they start to find their own little path. You know, I tell you, we have so much misinformation about things because of moral hang-ups. That's mm-hmm. one of the problems we're having with, with hallucinogens and, and magic, magic mushroom. mushrooms. That's psilocybin, yeah. You may not remember this, but Bill Wilson, who's the guy who started Alcoholics Anonymous... Actually, how did he stop drinking? Because there was no Alcoholics Anonymous for him. He started it. Mm-hmm. He stopped drinking because he had this mystical experience, probably through hallucinogen, mm-hmm. where he realized what the truth was. And that got him to realize that alcohol wasn't his path. Mm-hmm. He tried to get LSD into the AA program for through the 50s, and, you know, even into the 60s he was trying to do it. Why? Because he realized that for some people, if they weren't going to be able to meditate their way to peace, inner peace... There was maybe a hack, a one-time deal where you could take LSD just one time, have a new view of the world, and reset yourself. Have you ever tried any hallucinogens? I haven't, but I'll tell you why. I, I don't have a problem that I think it would help. I'm, I don't smoke. I don't drink. But listen, if I'm a smoke, if I was a smoker, I would think about it. Mm-hmm. And I, 
the data from the most recent study, 80% of people who are smokers, they stop smoking after trying with a doctor one of these hallucinogens, mm -hmm. and two-thirds still weren't smoking after a year. These are huge success rates. And it was one time. Same for alcoholism, same for PTSD, even depression may be the most important data because people kill themselves with depression. And if you can reset, like, you know how you turn your computer on and off mm -hmm. if it locks up? That's basically what this is doing. So that's what hallucinogen What the f is the word? That's what they do, reset you? Hallucinogen resets you. It allows you to see a world that you never realized existed. Apparently, I don't know this for a fact, but apocryphally, Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. creator of the iPhone, yeah. Apple, would take micro doses of LSD every day and yeah. then walk around meditating to the LSD he just taken. And then he would write the ideas down. Right. And that's how so, you got the smartphone. All right, we got more with Dr. Oz. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Taking you back, back, back with the classic Rewind. Rewind. It's The Breakfast Club. I thought this was a podcast. The Breakfast Club. If you miss The Breakfast Club, you don't come from my world. It's dangerous. Check out this Rewind. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Dr. Oz is here. Yee. Now, what are your thoughts on Alabama this and these anti-abortion laws that they're passing in Alabama? Well, that they've passed. I'm, I'm really worried about it. I'll I tell you, I, I've taken care of a lot of women mm -hmm. who've had uh, issues around childbirth. The problem with the law as it stands now, and I think the, I think the law was really only passed to generate a Supreme Court challenge, but most women don't know they're pregnant. And it's only it's two weeks past your last period mm -hmm. when you when you have to decide by. Well, yeah. I, and I have people That's on the show all the time who never know they were pregnant even when they were delivering. 50% of women don't know they're pregnant when they're pregnant. Jesus. So you're asking women to decide almost instantaneously if they're pregnant or not. And they, it's also banned in case of incest and rape. And so I don't quite get it as a doctor. And the other thing is this whole thing about heart beating. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're electrical changes at six weeks but the heart's not beating if you if you were if you were to say starting from when we can hear the heart like mm -hmm. when the heart's really doing something that would be different mm -hmm. that's not six weeks though right so if you can define life by a beating heart then make it a beating heart and what really concerns me is i feel like it's banning safe abortions because women if they're determined to do something it just won't be done safely so if you're determined to get an abortion which has happened in the past it'll be done in a dangerous way and it could actually kill you. It's, as a doctor, just putting my doctor hat on, it's big time concern because I, I went to medical school in Philadelphia and I saw women who'd had coat hanger events. Mm. I mean, they're really traumatic events that happened when they were younger be, before Roe versus Wade and they, many of them were harmed for life, emotionally discarding anyway. Right. At a personal level, I, I wouldn't want anyone in my family to have an abortion, but I don't want to interfere with everyone else's stuff because it's hard enough to get through life as it is. And I think the the, the rule that, that most Americans seem to support is if the child was viable outside the womb, then you don't want to kill that child. Mm -hmm. If the child was not going to be able to survive outside the mom, th then the mom runs the show. This is a hard issue for everybody because I get it. But just being logical about it, mm -hmm. if you think that at the moment of conception you've got a life, then why would you even wait six weeks? Right, then, then an in vitro fertilized egg is still alive. Then you would have to get rid of everything, like Plan B. Everything goes away. Mm -hmm. Well, plan, plan B would be considered criminal under some of these mm -hmm. laws. I mean, as a doctor, you know, they said that they're going to lock doctors up if they perform these abortions. How did that make you feel? And would you still perform? Because some doctors say, I'm still going to do it regardless in Alabama. I think the, your, your, your primary responsibility is to your patient. Mm -hmm. and, they, and the reason they say they're going to lock doctors up is because people don't want to say they're going to lock the moms up. Because mm -hmm. no one wants that. Right. Do you think this abortion ban could be self-preservation for the right white race? Because white people are dying more than they are giving birth and non-white women aren't having babies. And No, I think it's that's, that's again, another effort to, to 
to, to stimulate people to fight when, instead of dealing with the real issue. Now, everybody's trying to get their summer body. <laughs> yes, look, we have our Drink Fresh Juice here that I um, did, and that I think has been really good for people to um, drink all natural, superb. organic I'm juices, no sugar <laughs> added. I'm having the beet gingerade. Yes. And I should point, beet is one of the best ways to get of building red cells. Mm-hmm. So I already feel energized. And ginger helps with the nausea because sometimes Charlemagne can nauseate Yes, me. he can. Yes. But not beat today. Beat is great right before you work out, too. That's you got to watch him when he tries to nauseate you. You, you made us sick reason. talking about spitting on your ass. I know. That was <laughs> <But> weird. <laughs> 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 Tell people they can hear you every day, Doc. <laughs> 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 go to, to DrOz.com. Check it out. Oh, listen, we're on, we're on uh, Fox 5 here in New York. But we're, we're all over the country. It's our ten, we just finished our 10th season, by the way. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Thank you for coming up here all the time. You know, some people that listen, you are their doctor. God bless you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> All right. Well, we learned a lot from Dr. Oz today. Wipe your butt, spit on the toilet paper, and wipe and, it. And the pegging diet yet. is healthy. Oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Taking you back, back, back with the classic rewind. rewind. It's the Breakfast Club. I thought this was a podcast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about the Fire Festival. And this uh, young man was asked something a little uh, crazy by his boss. Let's hear it. We had four 18-wheeler trucks filled with Evian water. And, of course, Customs had said to Billy and the gang, you need to pay us $175,000 in cash today for us to release the water. Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. You're our wonderful gay leader, and we need you to go down. Will you suck to fix this water problem. And I literally drove home, took a shower, I, I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. So 800-585-1051, what's the most over-the-top thing that your job has asked you to do? <laughs> Nothing like that. What about you, Yee? Um, oh my gosh, I mean, when I was an intern, oh it wasn't nothing over the top, but it would always be like little things that I felt like, why am I uh, picking up dry cleaning and walking dogs and doing stuff like that? But I don't think that's over the top. That's just going above and beyond, but not like what Andy King was asked. No one's ever asked me to do that. What about you, Charlemagne? I used to work for Wendy like, Williams, so I could write a book. Yeah. Just tell like, us one. He's, no. like, tell us one. he's like similar stories. No. Just similar stories? No. Just tell us okay. one. Similar no. to Andy. You have to suck what? No. Who's give me, what? Nope. Give me a few years. I'll write a book. Okay. Is that mouthwash? <laughs> All right. Um, but um, I think here at Power was uh, Whoa. When, we had to, Whoa. when we had to go up in that, well, I had to go up in that uh, crane thing. Oh, go the on crane, the, the yeah. billboard. Our first billboard we got. They, for, to go yeah, they first put our first billboard up, and I, I'm definitely afraid of heights and had to go up in that big ass crane to go to the top of that billboard I didn't have to do it you felt like you couldn't say no they, nah they asked me to do it and I made a choice that's why I don't see the problem even with you know Billy asking Andy to take one <laughs> big thing for the team there's a big difference between going up in a crane and giving someone oral sex but he told Andy the problem he right. told him the solution and Andy made a choice. We got to stop acting like adults don't have choices. If I would be, if I was Andy, I'd be offended that Billy. Now let me know, ask you this: That Billy know I'm ready to suck. A if, <laughs> you can't see that. If Billy would have asked a woman to do that, would that have been very an issue? disrespectful? Okay, so why is that okay that he asked? It's not okay. It's not okay. Clearly, he know Andy. It's not okay. Clearly, Clearly he, know he know what Andy it about. It's not okay. <laughs> I, I've never been asked to do anything crazy, but I did ask an intern to do something crazy. Yeah, for me I one remember time. that. That was disrespectful. What you ask I, the I asked. She had a choice. Before anybody takes it so far, remember, calm down. Calm down. It sounds crazy. I stepped in dog poop. Do you remember that? And we had a photo shoot, and I asked her, was we she kindly... We did not kindly, have a photo shoot. Was she kindly 
clean my sneaker. He made her clean the poo off of his who sneakers. Who hurt you, Envy? So disrespectful. <laughs> who hurt you? Who, who did that to you? And that then you he felt was like, like well, I gave her $10. <laughs> yeah. Who I hurt gave, you? I gave her more than 10 but I asked. Like, we had to do a show. We were live. We didn't we, have anything to do. You we just, was on air. You just stepped in dog poo and asked someone to do that. We didn't have a shoot. It was hurt a show. You. Nobody hurt me, but I, I, I said thank you. Listen, I think that, if anything, Billy would be fired for asking something inappropriate, right? That's an inner, well, he can't get fired. No, He's the boss. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that's still an inappropriate request. Like, that's something that you could report you can't ask to that. HR. Yes, absolutely. But if I ask you to do it, if you're my employee and I ask you to do it, and you decide you want to do it. That's kind of like I gave what? you. I gave you a choice. I didn't put a gun in your head. You can't do that. Let's go to the phone. That's not in my job description. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, y'all? Good morning. My name Lenny, man. Leonard. Now, uh, what's the most over the top thing your job asked you to do, bro? Yo, back in the day, I used to work for Burger King and whatnot. And this lady had came in. She had mad kids, so one of her uh, her child, her son, went to the bathroom. He was in there for a minute. You know, she was talking about he didn't feel good or whatnot. I think he had a stomach virus. So he had came out and told her he had an accident. So I'm thinking either he Uh-oh. peed or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's crazy. So I go in the bathroom. He didn't threw up, and he didn't all over the toilet. So my boss was like, well, you know, customers are coming in. I'm going to need you to clean that up. And I'm like, yo, y'all bugging. I quit right then and there. You ain't clean it up? Yo, come on. Come on, MVB series. Damn. Okay. We working now. We working now. I work for a plant called Shaw. Let me ask you a question. Why uh-uh. you couldn't clean up that little boy dookie, dookie? I wouldn't want to do that either. That's just... Look, Charlemagne, look. It wasn't no little bit of dookie. He had a stomach virus. Oh, so got you, got you. everywhere and then turn around and doodle everywhere. Was cleaning dookie and throw up in your job description? No. No, it wasn't. I was there to make fries and flip burgers. <laughs> oh, got you. True, true, <laughs> true. You, Brooke. Yo. What's the most overtop thing your job asked you to do, bro? They told me not to let any black people in the club. Oh, no. And the thing is, I was the only black person that worked it. Damn, what club was this? This was Ainsworth on, um... Damn. So that's crazy. So what did you do? Did you stay working there or did you quit? Tell the truth. Well, the dude dude that put me on, I didn't want to make him look bad because, you know, he gave me the job there. So I told him I was about to leave. I'm like, nah, I'm leaving. And he told me not to let no black people in. So he was just bummed out. He was like, yo, do what you got to do. But in the same breath, I can afford not to work at a spot like that. I didn't know if he could. So I was just more like, nah, I'm going to stick it out. But I told him I I don't ever want to work there again. And he understood. But that was just crazy to me. Wow, that's crazy. And I've been to that Ainsworth. Nah, it's no good. Okay, good to know. All right, thank you, bro. All right, what's the moral of the story, guys? I don't know what the moral of the story is. The moral of the story is you should not have to put yourself in a compromising position for your job. That I agree with. I always always feel that way. I feel like you should never put yourself in a compromising position for a position. Going above and beyond is different than uh, actually compromising your morals. I do think Billy and Andy's situation is just a tad bit different. only Only because Billy called Andy. He didn't pressure Andy. He didn't tell Andy you're going to get fired if you don't do X, Y, and Z. He told Andy the situation, told him what can fix the situation, and Andy went home and gargled and was ready to go. My goodness. That's just a little bit different to me. All right, guys. All right. All he right. don't sound offended. He's not, did he get offended in that? I didn't he see the documentary. He's kind of shocked, and he also sounded like he couldn't believe himself. I, I'm just I'm mad that Andy didn't ask no questions because I need to know who. What, what question would you ask? I want to know who did Billy negotiate with? Did they? Like, ask, how do you know this is even going to work? Did they, yeah. Did they ask? Did they ask? Because imagine he went and did that, and then they still didn't release the water. Yeah. So whoa. Hey, if I don't if I don't release, <laughs> this water don't get released. This water don't get released. <laughs> Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
everybody? It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, yes. two young men. Irv Gotti and Ja Rule. Yeah. Yay! There's a lot to talk to you guys about. You guys look so youthful. Why is it always a lot to talk about? I've been waiting for these two. Because y'all stay in the middle of some ish. I just have to say both. Let's say good ish. Let's start with growing up hip hop first. Y'all on the the season of growing up hip hop? Yes. Why? It's for the kids, man. It's for the kids. Executive producer, you do your own stuff. Why are you joining? It's just what I said. It's for the kids. Mm -hmm. My son, JJ, wanted this so bad. <laughs> like, he started working out. He got... Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> like, he really... He wanted to be on it. That's he, funny. he did. So what are the kids talking about? Because they didn't have to go through the, the, the struggles that you guys had to. It's they just had Queens, these just conversations had the other day. Queens, yeah. they have to take Yo, let me bus. tell you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm going I'm to I'm just say this. They went to school and they made back. Yeah, but that's, right. listen. They have their own struggles mm-hmm. and their own... To fight through. The Wi-Fi didn't work. What struggles do the kids have? <laughs> All right, one one is living up to the expectations of their parents. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing for them. And Are that's any a lot of, your of pressure. Kids rappers? Yes. My son is uh, making some music and mm-hmm. he, he's doing his thing. Sinner. And my daughter, Sinner. she she's mm-hmm. a uh, she's a screenwriter and an actress. She went to school. She's for in tales. She what school she just she go to? She's in tales. Come on, uh, man. Everyone is Come on, man. Everybody. You know, you know <laughs> she went. The real Yeah, she she's a Hamptonian. She just graduated, so. How great you know, is your son at rapping, and how do you critique him? Because that is still I, your son, so... You know what's crazy, Ange? I don't... I ain't really heard none of his music. What? Why not? <laughs> because, That's not a lot of confidence. I, I did know, a joint because, with him. I did a joint with him. You did a joint with him? Gotti did a joint Yo, with him. And, and you didn't hear it? Listen. I heard it. Yeah, I heard it. I sent it, I sent <laughs> it to Rule. It sounds good. It's it, really dope, and it could work. It sounds good, and it could work, but the thing I... The thing I... You know, with me and my kids... Sinner. Is, you know... MXV. I want him to be him. I want them to, you know, love whatever they want to love, be passionate about whatever they want to be passionate about, and go for it. See, that's what we're here for. I'm the crutch. So if you could go out and up a little bit, whereas me and Gotti, we didn't have those options. Brittany has a a degree to fall back on. The rules going to college in September out in uh, uh, Florida at Full full Sail. So, you know, they have things to fall back on Mm -hmm. if their dreams and passions don't work, which is, for me, is is what's up. My daughter Angie went to school. Mm Because that's Deb's daughter. You know what I'm saying? So she's college, college. I chose a different route for my boys. Mm-hmm. I said, F- college, and I took them with me. But if they wanted to go to college. Yeah, but they didn't know what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So you No know, kid does. Right. But go so, ahead. so I took them, I took them with me. You know what I'm saying? And a lot I, of people going to be like, nah, that's a bad idea. There's I, my, kids make, my kids make six figures. Parent, parents and kids. I'm cheating doing, life, man. basically, for my kids. Because and I'm, I agree with that. There's I, nothing wrong with I being educated. I agree with that. I'm not going to say what I feel on college. I would say I agree with Gotti. I agree that they should get education when they're in high school. But when it comes to college, if they want to go, absolutely positively. But there's nothing better than life. That's why I go so hard on real estate. I want to create that empire so if they don't have to, if they don't know what they want to do, you take dad's job. I want to say this to both of y'all. Yes. Because I'm going to say y'all are both (laughs) wrong. (laughs) There was a time when it was illegal for a black person to even learn how to read. Correct. So why wouldn't you want your kids to be as smart as they can be? I want my kids to to be successful. They can be successful after they go get education. They can be successful without college. I, that they doing with dad. My man's a lawyer. I don't want to say his name because this isn't a good story. Okay. Right? <laughs> but he's a lawyer. Now, mm-hmm. you figure a lawyer is a high-level pro- profession that you go to school for. Uh, my man still owes his college exactly. thing. 
He's still in the hole like 40 grand. Yeah. So, one, it's like a huge setback. And I'm going to hold kids. it. I'm going to say something that, again, may ruffle some feathers. <laughs> but college usually promotes you to be a worker bee. Because what do you That's say correct. to someone the after they finish passion. their four years of college? Get a job. Correct. So it promotes you, go to college, and that's, be a worker. That's, but that's I also, school. That's institution. Period. And I also feel like getting that's a job all, helps all, you all, learn how to run a business. They need and school. I, and I see the thing is I agree with Irv to, to a certain school. point. Some of these curriculums are so old that they haven't transformed to what's going on now. That's like me going too. through. I, went, I took my daughter to college, so I went to 20 colleges. None of them have a real estate course. And if they do, it's one class. Yeah. Coding. Yeah. Very little with coding. Yeah. Why? Because they don't care. It's back in the economics. You want to know what H2O is? You want to know what nitrogen is? Right. Nobody I've cares about that. I never now, have to use that in my life. Now, I I've agree never, with you never, on that, Envy. I've and never that's went. why I'm sending Little Rule to Full Sail. Mm -hmm. That's a, a dope college. It's that a he's, college he's, where he's, he's excited <laughs> it is to go a dope to college. because they specialize in tech, music, Correct. entertainment. But I disagree with you guys sitting here being successful with black men telling people who don't have these same opportunities or may not ever have the opportunities that we had, that school is not for them. They need school. Every black young man and woman needs education. Urban Rule, I want to ask y'all something, because you guys have been together for such a long time business-wise. Has there ever been a time that y'all was like, okay, I'm going to go here and you go here, because it just feels no, like... No, we have our own... Have I our mean, own not besides things. that, but has yeah. there been a time Me, that... me and Rule is like... Completely different than anything yeah. that anyone has ever seen mm -hmm. in hip hop. This, this is, is my a brother. This yo, is a true you know brother. This is my I love this. I support rule opinions unconditionally. Like it's, it's, it's okay, not. did you support him during Fire Festival? We got it. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. We was on the Breakfast Club <laughs> talking all this positive. Let's get to the scandals. <laughs> What the hell was going on with the fire festival, Jack? I what, see that. What said, was it going on? He was bamboozled. Jack get himself into. Oh, and then God. got there and said, "We can do this again next year." I just want to say, I That's thought it. I was going to the fire festival. You are. Trust me. <laughs> I was coming it, back. It's just what we call the fire festival. Okay. No, no, I'm actually see. Oh boy. It, yeah. Now nah, here's the here's the real. <laughs> and then we, no, this is and real. Yes, I support and, and rule and yes, during the fire. But even if you didn't school. think it was a good idea, you never at one point no, was like, "No, honestly, Billy, Billy, idea. Billy had me that for that was a great idea." The fire yeah. festival was an amazing idea. Let's let's, but, let's not get, let's not act like every fucking body wasn't coming to the fire but festival. But it just was done. You think too? It was done wrong. It was it was, done it was wrong, organized right. bad. The idea of it was dope. The marketing was dope. Everything was done very mm -hmm. right on that end. Did you see the documentary? I did not watch. No oh, good. Good. Because on that documentary. I lived through it, MV. I don't need to watch it again. How did God they, damn first it. of all, how did they put your, your footage out there without clearing it? I may still have a lawsuit in the in the, in okay. the, in the ways for that. No, but I, I you know, listen, man. The whole fire <laughs> shit was there's some classic quotes on it's, there. It's crazy. It it's crazy. I had a, my quote on there that I said. <laughs> which just, one? Which one? Which one? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was talking about that. I was talking about tell the kids to get in the water. Tell the models to get in the water. <laughs> That's what Get the water. I don't pay you to talk. Get the water. That one. Oh yeah, what, nah, the best. The best. The best quote. <laughs> no, was the was Andy the King. guy who was sucking. Andy King. Andy King. Andy King That's was amazing. Yeah, Andy King. Come on, he man. That guy's a star now. He's a superstar. He, he said, I, as I was taking a shower, saying, I'm oh, really going to go <laughs> this guy. Right. Or whatever. I'm like, this guy. And that's is, what happens when you're a, a, worker, hell of a right? worker. I need a more of my team. That's what happens when you go to college and you become a worker. What's your relationship with Andy, man? 
I don't have a real relationship with Andy. <laughs> I, I, you know, I met Andy, of course. I knew Andy, but I don't have a relationship with Andy. You know, this is... Andy went to college. Andy went to college, and, 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 and college. Andy's willing to take one for the team. Yeah. He's a team player. He's, 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 he's the a, ultimate, he's ultimate team, team player. player. But when, when did you realize that things weren't about to work out? Was it? He when still the, didn't. They on the yo, end of it. He was like, no, just the, well, not, not that. There's just the festival. When did you say, okay, this is the day I got the call? Is like, Ja, this I was in Chicago, and yeah. it's like I'm getting calls crazy. Like, Ja, this is not. Now, here, now, hold on. Here, I want everybody to understand something, right? So, the biggest thing about the festival, it was the biggest problem to me, was the tents. Mm -hmm. So, when I seen this, I'm like, yo, what the f are we doing with these tents? These are not the tents that were in the drawings. Right. Mm -hmm. I was told, mm -hmm. Ja, we sent out emails to everyone, and these tents are the tents that everybody's sleeping in. They know that. So now I'm told the emails went out to everyone and, and only a few people wanted refunds. They know they're sleeping in these tents versus those tents. So I'm like, all right, cool. We got, we all, it's off and going. Right. When my landed, they was like, what the f are these? And that's when all hell broke loose. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm talking on the end of the that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying it wasn't uh, uh, what I say? It wasn't fraud. It's false advertising. Yeah, it because it my fraud, employees, advertising. my employees are on there talking about this is fraud and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, hold, hold up. Fraud is the intention of not ever putting on a festival like me and then Billy Satson went and said, listen, what we're going to do, guys. Mm -hmm. That never was the plan. We wanted to do, an am I wanted to do an amazing festival and mm -hmm. I believe Billy did too. You understand? And and it just it just didn't manifest to be that. All right, we got more with Irv Gotti and Ja Rule. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Irv Gotti and Ja Rule. Are you going to do another festival? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill it. So let me tell you, here's the thing on my festival, what it was. I was doing a, a, a traveling festival, and I was doing the five elements of Earth or whatever. I don't know the elements. So I was doing water. Mm -hmm. Fire, metal, wood, earth. My first element was water. My second element, I was going to go for wood. And when you think of wood, you think of the wood or whatever, but I was going to do it. I wanted to try to pull it off right here in the concrete jungle, Central Park. You understand? So I had all of these dope ideas. And trust me, the investors was like, we love it. It just wasn't pulled off. $20 million was... I gave 50000 for a festival, and then you say, I'm going to do this again? I ain't giving you another 50000 All right, that's you. That's <laughs> fine. That's you. That's you. $500 tickets. These was $50,000, 70000 Envy, understand something. I wasn't the motherfucker that they were talking to at the end of the day. If I lose fifty grand, I want, I want five minutes with everybody. You didn't give it to me. You didn't give the money to me, Envy. Mm -hmm. You didn't talk the business with me, Envy. You didn't do the deal with me, Envy. I wasn't the one sitting in the room with you saying, yo, I have this as collateral to give you if mm -hmm. this doesn't go right. You sat there and did that with Billy. So these people know... The purity of Ja Rule. They're like, Ja was the mother that had the vision, the idea. It was an amazing idea. Yeah, we call, sat and did the bit. People losers, Ja. No, who? Oh, in the documentary. documentary. I didn't call nobody losers. Yes, you did. I did not. That was Billy. See? You, no, now you that was you. It was not me. Go listen to the audio. That yeah, was, was Billy. You on it the was boat. not me. It was Billy. Who that called losers? You said we got to get these losers on this one. <laughs> yes, you did. Who? Me? Oh, yes. I would never call nobody losers, Envy. Oh, man. Don't Give me the clip. Let me see it, man. Because I've never seen it. It says, uh, let me see it. Hey, it hey, like hey, guys. To you average loser. That wasn't me. Billy said that. You know who he's talking about? <laughs> what? He's talking about his 
people, his, his audience, friends. the millennials. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's like kids like me that are not socially cool. They're we're selling a dream to them. They can models on the beach, which is not happening. So that's what he was saying. We're selling a pipe dream to basically kids like me, he was saying. That's the false advertising. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. I'll say it again, yes. man. I'll say it over and over again. That was great I, advertising. I, I would, I would <laughs> never, I would never do anything. I was invited. I didn't go though. I had me. Was like, come on, envy. I was like, ah. I Nobody went envy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Now the, the, the sh went belly up day fucking one. Yeah, man. it was bad. day one. Millions of dollars went out to mm -hmm. pay all kinds of people. Artists got their first halves. All kinds of artists got more than first halves. Mm. Mm -hmm. Millions of dollars went out. Twenty-something million dollars was spent trying to put this festival on. So millions of dollars went to everywhere. The Bahamas. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, mm -hmm. goes belly up day one. What you think mother did that was supposed to make payments for weekend two festival and, and day two of the festival and so forth and so on? What you think they did with the money? I don't know. Did you ever hear from the little, little lady is. from I the Bahamas? The, the, the... I feel so bad for the lady because, mm -hmm. like I'm saying, I'm, I, I don't disbelieve what she's saying. Right. I believe what happened to her happened to her. But I don't believe it came from us. You know what I'm saying? I believe money was given to whoever bohemian people was supposed to pay this woman. And when it went belly up on day one, it was like, man, listen, yeah. man. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You still speak to Billy? No. I have no conversations with Billy. I don't intend to have any conversations with Billy. You know what I'm saying? Billy, I'm, I'm mad like at Billy. You? Yeah, he lied to me, man. But you he did think he had good intentions. He lied to me in a lot of ways. He did a lot of... I, yo, you know what I think at the end of the day? He's a cute 25-year-old 20, kid. He got in way over his head, and he was like, I, I hook a crook, I got to make this happen, however, and do whatever I got to do. To, you know what I'm saying? And that's where his mind went, and that's what he started doing. I don't know if he didn't tell me things he was doing to protect me or... Or, or maybe he was just that, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to just do these things. You know what I'm saying? He opened up separate bank accounts. He did all kind of You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't need to get into all the details. The right. feds and the, and the IRS and them people did all of that already. They fine-tooth combed this thing and sent Billy to jail and Ja Rule sitting here doing an interview at the Breakfast Club. And now you have you know Icon. And now I have Icon. I rebranded my... So, so what any good businessman or, or, or entrepreneur would do it. And, and you can look this up in the history of, of companies, the, some of the biggest companies in the world. Sometimes you got to pivot. Sometimes you got to rebrand. Sometimes you got to, you know what I'm saying, restructure your amazing idea or plan and put it, you know what I'm saying, into play in a different different way. And that's what I did. I rebranded my and, mm -hmm. you know, the app was an, an amazing app and, 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 and it's, a, it's a great thing for artists. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're cutting out the middleman. You know, it was you don't working. Have to we work. was on that platform, it's, it's dope, And it still in. works. I still get a lot of offers through the platform, through Icon. You can go to icon.me yep. right now, sign up. Artists can sign up. And it's good for artists because you ain't got to worry about motherfuckers dipping in your pot. The buyer makes his offer, it goes straight to the artist and their team, and they can say, we want more money, we want less money, or get the out of here, either now, way. You let people get to you for a second, and I, I, I didn't... When it came out and everybody was getting at you, you, was, you started firing back at everybody for a little No, bit. because let me tell you something, Envy. There's one thing, you know, see, social media has given people a voice that maybe shouldn't have a voice. True. But what it's also done is it's given the artist a voice when they need to say, yo, motherfucker, it wasn't me. Right. But now here's the thing that I want to bring to light, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yo, the crazy is when you look at what happened with my festival and everything, when I look at the big picture, rich, 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 mm -hmm. white kids, which is who my festival was geared uh -huh. towards, didn't get the tents that they paid for and was promised. Correct. It's an issue, but it's not life or death. Now, I'm going to fast forward to Rolling Loud just last weekend. Mm -hmm. 
six people got murdered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Little Wayne said, I'm not performing because of police presence at the venue. Kodak Black got arrested at the venue. You know what I'm saying? The NBA young boy's car got shot up. His girl got shot. Why we ain't hearing nothing about the when, when these documentaries coming out? Now, I'm going to make it a black or white thing because it feels like when it's black people being f***ing ostracized and f***ed over, it don't mean nothing. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Right. But white kids that didn't get their tents that they f***ing were promised and went on and partied, you know what I'm saying? And, they, and they went on, stuff. you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. went on and partied in Miami or went on and partied in the Bahamas. They made two documentaries about this and I tried to make me the black eye of festivals. So when I look at it in the nutshell of things, I know what it is. It's great. It's, you know, media fodder. It's great for the sensationalism of it all. But the reality of it all is, is it's a situation that can be worked out, can be, you know, all right, we got more with Irv Gotti and Ja Rule when we come back. Let's get into a mini-mix, a Murder, Inc. mini-mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, I got a guns. That was a Murder, Inc. mini-mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Ja Rule and Irv Gotti still here. So when's the next season of Tales start? Next season, July 2nd. July 2nd. Yeah. July 2nd, yeah. only on BET. <laughs> and yeah. I wish I could make this announcement because I got a big, big announcement. But, you know, the people at Viacom and BET want them to make the announcement and then I could run my mouth. But I will tell you this. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> give us a hint. I will tell you this that they'll get mad at, but... Them, right? A little bit. <laughs> right, I still love bit. you, but <laughs> I'm, I'm on the breakfast club, <laughs> right, right? I gotta say something. <laughs> right. So the normal thing how we do Tales, if you're a fan of Tales, is I take existing songs mm -hmm. and turn them into movies. Right. So the season premiere, July 2nd, will be a two-hour season premiere mm -hmm. of a brand new record <laughs> produced by me and my production partner, Seven, from a huge, yeah. huge, huge artist. East Coast, West Coast, South, New York. Man, Midwest. woman. Midwest. Controversial. Controversial. There's a million of them, man. Nah. Damn. The <laughs> biggest, hugest artist. Eminem. No. You know we don't <laughs> do the biggest, hugest artist who's, <laughs> who's been the most controversial in the last... Year. Okay, Kanye West is going to be on the season premiere there of Tales. You go. Yay. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Kanye West will be the season Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's say it right. What, what? He's not acting in it, but I have maybe a song. Oh, you wasn't God. supposed to say I know who not to tell secrets to. Yeah, brand new song. God. Brand new song you never heard before. And it's hot. It's hot. Hold on. Kanye West, July 2nd. We didn't do this by Earl God. And seven, because he'll get mad. Jesus Christ. And it's a brand new record. I won't give you the name of the song. We'll, they'll, they can but find that keep, out. But if you keep asking, he Jesus might. What is the name of the song? Keep pushing, keep pushing in me. What is the name? Keep pushing in me. I don't know the name, guys. Jesus it is a worldly, give us a hit, world. It is a worldly, brotherly song. Brother love, you're close. You're close. Two's what? Two syllables. Two syllables. Before you get up, yeah, What's the word? The word is. Yeah, I'm on. I listen. It's four weeks. Just say this. 
It's four tell weeks. Tell everybody. I didn't say it, BT. I didn't say it, Viacom. DJ Envy did. Everyone tune in July 2nd on the artist that I won't say his name. Now, let me ask you guys this for Grown Up Hip Hop. When does the new season start? The new season starts. What's the exact date? Yeah, what's the date? I know July 2nd is Tales, yeah, but yeah, July 2nd is <laughs> Growing Up Hip Hop. Featuring Kanye. Hey, someone give yeah. us the f***ing date. You cool with Ashanti. Y'all do a lot of shows. Yeah. Have y'all had y'all conversation in? No. But <laughs> you got to make that happen, man. No, but listen, what I like to say oh in regards with Ashanti <laughs> is that I am way in a different space. So I'm not thinking about anything in the past that brings up a bad feeling mm -hmm. or whatever. So y'all can have a conversation. We can have a kumbaya, a murdering Good. kumbaya moment. They gotta make that happen, Shanti, with listen, Lloyd. It's, listen, it's, and people nobody's, ask... Nobody's against... No one's against nothing. And listen, like people say, like with Lloyd, I have said things with Lloyd. Lloyd asked me to do his TV One documentary. Yeah, I, I saw it. you on I there. did it. Mm -hmm. No no ifs, ands, or buts. Lloyd this. also is coming up in this uh, Bobby DeBarge movie. Yeah. Right, right? right? And what people don't know is the people who produced that is Swirl Films, which is my crew and my boys, mm -hmm. and they asked me, yo, we want to cap, yo, with him, yeah. and he's mm -hmm. dope. So not only doing a documentary where I'll be seen supporting something that he's doing, but even behind the scenes when I could have been the Irv Gotti, nah, shut that down. No, I supported then as well. You know what I'm saying? The only thing is like, this is a tough thing because even with my documentary and Rose documentary that we're doing on Murder Rank, what do you want me to say? Right. So if you ask me a question about 2001 to 2004, what am I to say? But that's why... Is I, she on the documentary? I would love to see the Murder, Inc. documentary so. and then mm -hmm. after Murder, Inc. tour. And it's the tour first, then the documentary, then the TV series. But the, is everybody on the tour? Yeah, yes. yeah. That's what we well, want. We right. want everybody on the tour. We're still working all of that out. Even you know, Caddy? We gotta talk to everybody mm -hmm. still. You know, I have my issues with Caddy or whatever like that. What's Caddy, what's Caddy like time now? He's, he's somewhere. Caddy's out in Jersey somewhere. He's somewhere. He's somewhere. <laughs> I mean, we don't. I don't talk right. to him, but I hope he's I doing I good. I Milford, New Jersey. I hope he's, he's doing Jersey. good he's or whatever. Jersey. We would like him yeah. to come on the tour mm -hmm. and be a part of it. And me and Rule, if we could talk about the tour. Yeah. Okay. We're giving our fans something that they're going to remember. We're trying to, that for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. We're trying to tell the full murdering story. So imagine if it was like you seen a play and we're going to use the TV screens and theatrics. Maybe when it's around the time that the feds roll in, maybe the feds is going to come rushing the stage and grab Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But if you do that... Hold on, Envy. You got two start. syllables. Like, like that. <laughs> two, uh, <laughs> you got to start with Mike G, though. You got, that's the beginning. We was talking about that. You gotta that. start Geronimo. with Mike G, Mike Geronimo. That, we was, that was the beginning. We was absolutely talking about that and bringing someone out like Mike is part of the story doing It's Real, maybe mm -hmm. doing It's Time to Build, mm -hmm. but that would take a lot because that was for, well, let me, let me, two syllables, two, two syllables, syllables, two syllables. <laughs> right, right. So, but, but what, we're, what we're trying to do is bring our audience and the people who was murdering fans, they're gonna see something that they're gonna go home and they're gonna be like, wow, they're gonna learn some on the tour, they're gonna they're gonna see a story told intertwined with music. We just Something don't want to do. We don't want to do the people seeing a million tours. We don't right. want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye, like when you think of tours, when he had that floating stage, that was spectacular. Kanye, July second, tales. Yes, Go don't ahead. forget tales. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the date. Yeah, he's the whistleblower. June thirteenth. Oh, wait, okay. it starts June thirteenth. Like next week. Still shooting. Oh, you're still shooting. Oh, 
That's it's good though. Next week? It's oh, starting next week, June thirteenth. We TV. That's what it says, right? Big shout out to my huh? guy Josh Safin. He runs AMC so Network. I'm wrong. September fifth. I'm wrong. Evie, what the hell is wrong with you? I How did you get that date? But it said. All right, September 5th. That's September and 5th and is and more likely. So executive producers on that as well. well. Thank you guys for joining us. Yes. And we for look sure. forward to seeing a new season of Growing Up Hip Hop and, of course, Tales with Kanye West, July 2nd. <laughs> we can't forget yeah. that day. Worldwide exclusive. <laughs> Kanye, this is all envy. He's yeah. the one saying your name. And the name oh, is much as this. Yeah. Two syllables. Two syllables. <laughs> 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 all right, it's The Breakfast Club. It's Irv Gotti and Ja Rule. Donkey of the Day goes to Mr. Rich Dollars. Now, in the past, I've called Rich Dollars Bitch Dollars, but I'm not even going to do that anymore because I'm at a different place in my life. Okay, I'm not going to disrespect Rich Dollars because Rich Dollars does a damn good job of disrespecting himself. Uh, Rich Dollars and I actually used to be cool. Uh, in fact, in 2009, I think I think I got verified on Twitter because of Rich Dollars. Okay, so he's... That, you, that has to count for something, he right? He verified you. Shut up. Uh, Rich Dollars has worked with artists that I have enjoyed and supported. Uh, Olivia. We've supported Olivia, right? Uh-huh. Ryan uh, Leslie. Yeah. Um, Chris Ivory, respectively. But um, I don't rock with Rich Dollars anymore because some years ago, maybe three, maybe four, I forgot, uh, Rich Dollars lost himself in the world of reality TV. It happens to the best of them. All right? See, Rich Dollars is listed as an entertainment manager, record producer, and longtime supporting cast member on Love & Hip Hop. Uh, over the years, this man has forgotten about being an entertainment manager and record producer, and he's gone full-blown supporting cast member on Love & Hip Hop. Rich called my phone barking on me a few years ago uh, because I told him an artist he was pushing sucked. And, I mean, he was talking extremely tough. So tough, I literally thought the Love & Hip Hop cameras were rolling. All right, he was talking so tough to me that I had, I said something I only say when I'm looking for a good time. And that sucked my dick. You told him that? <laughs> I didn't wow. know you say that. I thought wow. you're not supposed to say that. No. He called me back after that laughing, all right, just to say he was playing. Uh, him and Peter Guns was pulling a prank on me, but F all that, all right? I, I like to play, but don't play with me like that because I don't believe you was playing. You just thought you could call me, talk tough, and I was going to buy into that. Nope. Uh, now nah, I don't rock with you. You know, God bless you, but F you, I wish you the best. Now, I'm saying all that to say, I'm not even tripping off all that anymore, okay? I'm just not, I would not refer to that man as bitch dollars. His mother used to follow me on social media. She unfollows you? I don't know. Oh. I don't be on Twitter like that, so I don't know. And, uh, and she would get mad when I would say that about him. And honestly, uh, I don't even feel like that anymore. I have zero problems with Rich Dollars. But this morning, when I came into Breakfast Club Studios, uh, Angela Yee was in here watching loving hip-hop clips from last night. And then I looked at Hot New Hip Hop and Monsters and Critics, and I saw a headline that said, Watch Safari Samuels and Rich Dollars nearly come to blows on loving hip-hop. Uh, I clicked on this headline because I am thoroughly entertained by Safari Samuels. Drop one of the clues bombs for uh, Safari Samuels. Scratch! <laughs> and I was thoroughly disgusted by what I saw. Can we play this exchange between Rich Dollars and Safari Samuels before I continue? It is however many removed from me. Yo, your pants look way too tight. I don't like seeing all the ankles. I don't see all we doing that? Like, oh. We doing that? Don't be disrespectful. Are we doing that? Don't talk about somebody Are like we that. Doing <laughs> This, okay, yeah. let's you play that game. Let's up. calm play down. Table, play that, that game. Slow mo. Look at me running slow mo. <laughs> Yo, you okay? I saw your ankle twist. Now we finna play this game. Okay, Rich? Did they really play? Play? Let's play.
I'm from the east side. Let's play. All right. Clearly, that was crazy, a little unexpected. What he said was very disrespectful. I would never sit here and speak about another man's woman, especially when they're not here. Listen, Rich Dallas. Wait, the east side? What east side is he from? I have no idea, oh. Angela. It's a lot of east side. I was going to ask you. All <laughs> right, I don't know. That's your friend. you never been to the east side? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Rich Dallas. Story. Rich Dollars. This is Lenard talking. All right, uh, Charlemagne the God, whatever you want to call me. I'm just talking to you, brother to brother, black man to black man, and the words of Pimp C. Knock this monkey stuff off. You're embarrassing us. You are 41 years old. You are way too grown to be fake flexing on reality TV. Safari is absolutely right. You were performing for the cameras. You would not be acting like that if there wasn't 100 security guards and 20 feet in between y'all. Only reason people fake flex like they want to fight on Love & Hip Hop is because of all the security and the distance between each other. You want to cut down on the fight in the conflicts, let them neg Negroes sit right next to each other at reunions. Okay, if Safari and Rich were sitting right next to each other, I truly believe those conversations would be totally different. Not to mention, if y'all saw each other in the street today or at some function where there were no cameras and no security, you would be dapping each other up and taking pictures with each other and posting them on the gram with captions about money over beef and hashtag brothers. Like, knock it off. All right, if you were 20-something years old, Rich, I'd be like, whatever, do your thing. But, bro, you're 41. Okay, you a whole grown-ass man. Rich Dollars, you have too many wrinkles in your forehead to be acting like that on TV, all right? You know how you can count the rings in a tree to see how old it is? You can count the wrinkles in Rich Dollars' forehead to see how old he is. From the top of his eyebrows to the bottom of his hairline, there's 41 wrinkles, all right? That's way too many wrinkles to be on TV fake flexing, all right? Rich Dollars, you got too much age around your eyes in the form of crow's feet, okay? The drooping upper eyelid. That upper mm -hmm. lip is starting to sink, all right? That dull, glowless skin is sagging. You got those fine lines around your nose, those lines that look like map lines on the GPS navigation. Is we going the right route, Rich, all right? Okay, I mean this in the most loving way, all right? First, really? First, I, this is love, ye. All right, open the door and let God in. This is love. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. First Charlemagne 13, 11, all right? When I was a young rich dollars, I talked like a young rich dollars. I thought like a young rich dollars. I reasoned like a young rich dollars. When I became a man, I put the ways of love and hip hop and reality TV behind me. My brother, there is no way you watched that back this morning and not feel embarrassed. All right, don't listen to these digital D heads on social media saying, Rich Dollars, he don't play. That's right, Rich, turn up. You from the east side. No, those people gassing you up. Okay, they just as lost as you are. You are grown. All right, in the words of Deepak Chopra, every day, in every way, you should be increasing your mental and physical capacity. You clearly aren't increasing your mental capacity because nobody with intelligence would be acting like that on Love & Hip Hop at 41 years old. And you damn sure not increasing your physical capacity because the skin on your forehead is folding over on itself repeatedly, and that's why you've developed those creases in your forehead. Rich Dollars, your forehead looks like an old leather couch in a speakeasy. All right? Rich Dollars, do you know what they call those lines in your forehead? Worry lines. You know why your forehead got more lines in the football field? Because you have bought, bottled up a large amount of stress. You know why you stressed? Because you don't want to grow up. You are emotionally and mentally immature. That's why you don't know how to handle conflicts better than you do. Emotionally mature people deal with life stressful situations way better than you. And life wouldn't be so hard if you just grew up. All right, trying to be something you not got you stressed. The word for today and for the rest of your grown life should be maturity. You hear me, Rich Dollars? We need you to grow up and act your age and not safari's penis size. 
Please let uh, Remy Ma give Rich Dollars the biggest hee-haw. Don't worry. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. All right. That ended weird. It did. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Um, I'm saying anonymous. All right, what's your okay, question for you, Anonymous? Yes, we can. All right. <laughs> so I have a dilemma. Um, when my boyfriend and I first started dating, we were going to, you know, do it in the car, and he pulled his pants down. Ooh. There was a foul odor. Um, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't fart. He just, like, had took a dump and, like, didn't wipe his butt. Uh, hey. So now we, like, live together, and um, whenever... Um, we're going to do it, I always, you know, I'm hesitant because he doesn't wipe his butt. So he's <laughs> older and, you know, he always has dookie stains on his boxers. Ah, so, those skid marks. That's what they call them. <laughs> yes, yeah, skid marks. So how do you tell your man, like, babe, can you please wipe your ass? Is he a grown man or a baby wearing a diaper? That is disgusting. First of all, <laughs> don't judge need, that man. I'm going to tell you. Oh, is this Envy we're talking about here? You mean, is this gear? Don't judge that man. No, no, no. <laughs> all right, so first of all, do y'all have wet wipes in the bathrooms in the house? I think I need to keep them there, but that doesn't mean you don't use them. <laughs> you got to help him out, man, because first of all, there's no way he don't smell the doo-doo coming out his butt when he pulls his Goodness pants gracious. down, number one. Number two, you might have to tell him you got to get up in there when you wipe yourself and wipe yourself good. And you might have to buy him some wet wipes to carry with him when he goes places and tell him to use those when he uses the bathroom because this is not something that you can dance around. You have to be direct about this hygiene. She's right. But I'm not his mama, though. Embarrass him one time. You're going to have, you have like, to tell him. This? Because you know what? If you don't say something, you're going to just end up having to smell doo-doo every time you have sex. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> so just, just tell him, be like, babe, look at your underwear. Or, do you see this? You're not wiping yourself well. Are you getting up in the hole? So you have doo-doo stains on your sheets too, huh? No, no, I would never. You do have never. to. If it's in his underwear, it's in the sheets. But Why? you got you to gotta point it out because if you don't say anything, then I don't. are you just having sex and enduring the smell? Oh, girl, <laughs> I don't go down there. Like, I won't go down on him a lot because... Of that, like I'm always afraid. Like I don't want to get you in my mouth. Why right. is it so hard to tell a man his ass stink? I don't know, but you could get. Um, can't you get E. coli or something? I mean, if you eat an ass, I, think so. I can't wait till he asks you to eat his ass. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh hell no! I, I don't want to hurt his ego. That's it. Well, I don't girl, I don't want you to get some type of disease either, a bacteria infection. <laughs> but true. this is this is for his own good. First of all, if you're doing laundry, sometimes you don't want to have to touch that and clean that, right? Right. And this is for his own benefit. This is to help him out in his life. You got to show him, look, baby, these are wet wipes. Now, me and you are having this conversation. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed because we could talk about anything. And trust me, if you're having sex with this man, unprotected, you should be able to tell him his ass stinks and he's not wiping himself. Goodness gracious. If you can That's do that and you can lay up with him and do all of that, then you should be able to communicate with him and tell him, babe, you need to clean your butt. It's gonna be so funny That's when you tell him. It it's gonna be so funny when you tell him his butt stinks, and he was like, "Man, I was thinking the same thing about your poom poom." <laughs> and guess what? And guess what she would do? Wipe her poom poom with a wet wipe. You ate crap. You, you ate crap. Who ate crap? You the one eating crap. Don't you dare say I ate crap. Thank you, mama. And and just tell. Listen, this is a time when it when you gotta be direct and be like, look. 
you know, I don't know if you're just not wiping yourself right, but there's these stains in your underwear, and sometimes I can smell it. So I just want to say you got to wipe yourself better. Here's some wet wipes every time you go to the bathroom. And you shouldn't even have sex with him till after he showers. But if he's not cleaning his right. butt in the shower either and then getting out. Say butt and, like that? <laughs> I don't know what I'm clean supposed to say. Just say his butt. Just cleaning his butt. I will say I've been with my wife 21 years, and I do remember a time about 14, 15 years ago <laughs> uh -oh. where uh, she, she went down and she was like, hey, man, you need to go take a shower or something. Cause, <laughs> hey, man. You know. And you appreciated it. Yeah. I went there. I, I, maybe I didn't wipe properly. I don't know what it was, but she told me. Yeah, it didn't hurt my nasty. feelings. I just went and took a shower. Is this a common issue between men? Like, I, I don't understand. I don't think it was a common this issue. It's happened to me before once or twice, three times, four times, five times. It happened to me before. <laughs> yeah. So, but look, so that's why okay. you got to point it out. One day y'all will laugh about it, and hopefully that day that y'all are laughing, his butt will be clean. But Jesus you got to embarrass him. Pick up the underwear and be like, what's this? And then let him see the doodle -doo stains, and he'll get embarrassed, and he'll like never that. do it again. I like that. You know what I mean? That's perfect. And check yes. your sheets, because I bet you you got doodle -doo stains on your sheets. Yeah. I bet you. Uh, Envy knows. Trust me. Shut up. <laughs> Tap to me once or twice. Put those skin marks in his face. <laughs> see? You go too far. Thank you, Mama. How do you like it? Thank you. <laughs> that's actually some that's, that's some young boy stuff, though, because you know, like that's that's one of the reasons. After I do a number two, I do go take a shower. Except if you're at work. Yeah, if I'm at work, but then I'm not like I'm going home and like me and my wife go get right to it. I don't want to go home yeah, smelling like you the should day. never poo and then have sex right after. If Hell you, no. If you can take a shower. I know we don't want your muddy butt up here either. You better wipe better, bro. All right. Ask ye eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Quentin from California. Quentin, what's up, man? What's your question for you, bro? Uh, before I go, uh, uh, first I'd like to let you know, brother, that you know uh, my guy versus. My enemy's uh, gear that you're wearing is solid, bro. Thank you, bro. Love Appreciate it. that. But um, at Body of God, if you want to order something, go ahead. So my situation, what happened was, uh, you know, I'm actually looking for a wife. And, you know, I was dating this woman for about three and a half, four months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, things were going really well. I introduced her to my family. And we had one night where, you know, we both, we both made the agreement to not, you know, remain abstinent. You know, some people, I don't want no kids, but I don't wear a lot. That's just me. Okay. So, so we, um, you know, we got real close, and, you know, she stopped me. And before uh, we pros she let me allow me to proceed, which I didn't, but she let me know that she was transgender. Okay. My only, my issue was, I'm looking for a wife. You know, and immediately I couldn't, I couldn't continue the relationship because. And that, and that is your choice. And at least she did tell you that before you guys had sex. Because I think that's a difficult thing for a person to say off the bat, just in case things don't work out. You know, maybe they don't want to tell everything about themselves up front. How do you I feel now? That. Do you still feel like you want to be with her? He's, or are he's you calling because he still has feelings. Oh, no, I don't have any feelings. No, because okay. I can't have kids with her. Okay. Die. You know, I mean, to me, you know, and I felt that... Uh, She's a woman, but, uh, okay, I feel you. You want her to biologically carry a child. It's, it's hard to, to not make it seem like I'm... Um, to be offensive, but... Okay, but just, so you, you feel like you wish you would have known this because you wouldn't pursue the relationship, but now that you have found out, you guys didn't have sex, it didn't get 
that far, and now she revealed something about herself, and you've decided that you can't continue the relationship. So it just didn't work out, just like any relationship wouldn't work out. But I feel like it is, I mean, at least give me the option. But Quentin, and, you wanted her to tell you, like, immediately when y'all first went on your first date, or yes. when, it, when she feels like she knows you well enough to share things with you about her past? I feel like the moment the moment we became, we weren't sexually intimate, but there is some intimacy involved, you know? Okay. Like, I'm 32 years old. I've only introduced two women to my mother. Right. I feel for you, Quentin. Listen, I understand. Like, it's a difficult situation, and every situation is different for the person. You know, at least she did reveal to you before things went there who she was, and, you know, you love this woman, but now you feel like that's not somebody you could be with because of where you see yourself later on in life with marriage and everything and children. But I feel them. Before we get intimate, before you kiss me, like, let's let's be honest. I, I want to know what's going on in your life. I, I would I would want to know as well. Well, yeah, she did tell them before they had sex. We've had uncountable, passionate kisses. I'm mm-hmm. saying, and I, I respected the person. So if they would have come forward while we established that respect, I wouldn't have had these, these ill feelings. I Can you imagine how difficult that must be for her, though, also as far as dating? I'm just, you know, putting it out there. And and I, and I, I, I understand in that sense. However, if we're, if we're trying to have a, a, a solid, keep it 100 relationship, at the very end, I could have at least had a friend. Right. My mom actually caught on to it. She said it's something that didn't add up. She tried to have a heart-to-heart woman to woman. Mm-hmm. And she said she didn't feel like a woman to her. Okay. And that's just from my mom's perspective. But mm-hmm. the fact that uh, I love women. Matter of fact, you probably one of the most beautiful, natural-looking women that I've seen. She's taking. She's she's taking. Sir, so and that's okay. Try that's try okay. to shot somewhere else. She has a boyfriend. She has a boyfriend. But um, don't let this don't let this make you give up on finding the right person. Cause you know what, relationships don't always work out. No matter what the situation is, there's different reasons why. But you just just got to put yourself out there and learn from everything that happens to you. Did she give you oral? Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, why it wasn't good? I mean, it was. It was good, man. Well, then it doesn't sound unfortunate. It it was good. I mean, I was harder than Chinese trig. I tell you that. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't know. It sounds like you still have some feelings, but... He does. He's he in love, but he, just, he doesn't know what to do. Listen, don't worry about what other people think. Just worry about how you feel. Now, I understand feeling like you wish you would have known so you could have made that decision earlier, but love is love. So what's your question for you, bro? The thing is, I'm having issues, you know, with trust just in general. How do I go about not uh, assuming, you know, and having to do, like, gender tests... Just ask ask those questions. You never asked her, right? I mean... She didn't I, lie I mean, to you. You can't ask that question on the, on the first day. How do you ask that question on the first day? You can say, I've had ex- right. an experience That's before. Right. I'm trying to, you know, what I'm trying to do. So... I mean... In the in the first in the first ninety days, I asked her if she had if she ever had an STD. I mean, I thought that was kind of you know. Cause That's we not the same question, sir. No matter what, right? Relationships are difficult. No matter what, it takes a while for us to find the right one sometimes. But when it does happen, it's the best thing in the world. I would tell you, man, you can't just not trust. Go around not trusting people because of this experience. And to keep it real, she didn't lie to you, and she did come clean to you without you having to ask her to. So you just feel <laughs> deceived. And I get it, but no matter what, in relationships, there's a lot of things people aren't going to tell you from the beginning that you have to find out as they trust you and you trust them. I'm sure there's things that you held back on telling at first. I mean, it's, it's the, vulnerability, the vulnerability piece. I actually shared some things with her that actually I didn't share with any past women. And that's the, I think that's the part where I felt betrayed, but 
And I just she, moving forward, I'm not sure how to even. And she shared some things with it. you as well. That's what relationships are. Try, try Christian Mingle, bro. I appreciate that, brother. All right, man. Good luck, man. <laughs> and always and you know up. what, man? Stay on home. He's never even been on Christian I'm going to send you a hoodie, man. What, si- what oh, size? That would be great. What? I ain't got to ask you a size. What, what, Why um, not, Envy? <laughs> what's your size, bro? Pause. Why are you pausing his size? 3X. All right, man. We're going to get you. 3X. You're a big guy. Whoa, we're gonna get you a we're gonna get you a hoodie, bro. Um, I appreciate it. All right. Ask Yee. 800 585 1051 If you got a question for Yee, call her now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Yes, this is Sherry Brown. Hey, Sherry Brown. Sherry, What's your cool question name? for you? <laughs> I'm from Hampton, Virginia. I've been trying to get in touch with y'all for like months and months and months. HU seven five seven eight oh four. Okay. Yes. She didn't sound too right. <laughs> okay, right, Sherry, so let's hear your question. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'm a very smart by the way, I um y'all um inspirate me a lot. I was I listen to the radio because I suffer with PTSD and I love music and music calms me down. I can do a lot of things with music. I can cook with music, I can dance to music, I can draw the music, I can read the music, I just love music. So um, I um, had a question because I love God, right? And I've been saved since I was three years old. Oh boy. And um, every, every relationship I've ever been in, all the guys say that I'm crazy. Everybody <laughs> in my whole um, no. city say I'm crazy in Hampton, Virginia. I've been um, in 757 since I was nine years old. My mom came here getting away from an abusive uh, relationship that my father was um, doing. Her and my father couldn't get along, so she left my father when I was nine months old. Oh and I suffered with not having a father. So I failed to like having a um, relationship with guys looking for father figures, and I was going with older guys. I never would go with younger guys. Uh-huh. So now that, I, now that I'm 43, I started attracting younger guys. Okay. That cougar stuff. Cougar stuff. <laughs> so, um... Um, I went celibate for four and a half years, oh. and because I was trying to figure out why I kept getting in these relationships that was abusive. Okay. And I mean, they keep putting me down, and they, they'll start off saying like they love me, like right away, like a month, two months, they love me, and then they um they say um I'm creative and stuff. I do. Hair. Mama, what's your question? What's your question, Mama? I have like twenty six. I have like twenty six traits. I have like twenty six traits. I counted them. I did a self-analysis. Uh-huh. I draw. I do hair. I sing. I rap. I dance. You cook. I mentor. Um, Mama, what's your, uh, what's your question? Okay, Sherry. I'm a, I'm what, what's, your, what's your question? Um, I'm like everything, but they keep telling me I'm not nobody. I'm a certified chef. Mama, what's and your question? The question is, the question is, do a person know a good woman when they see a good woman and the question is, I'm trying to figure out. Um, Why are you do single? I, do I keep dating these guys that say they don't believe in God? Because I believe in God, and every time I say something about God, they don't like it, and I don't understand why they don't like. I think God we should go back like to the part where she said people think she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a good place so to start. Yeah. Okay, Sherry. Sherry, honey. Hold on, hold on. Sherry. Let me talk, Sherry. 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 Man, I got a hundred thousand things. Somebody go crazy over there thinking that I'm crazy. I know they crazy. They crazy. Everybody keeps moving. Sherry. 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 You're not Sherry. Sherry. Do you want Angelie's advice, Sherry? Huh? Do you want Angelie's advice? I'm trying to 
trying to figure out. I'm trying to get on the radio like y'all so I can get into talking because I love to talk. We know. Really? We know. I can't tell. I can't tell at all. So, Jesus. Hold on, Okay, Sherry. so, Sherry, you keep dating guys who don't believe in God. Don't ask her a question. Yeah. They say they believe in them, but they got all these gang signs on them. Like, okay, so they do one, believe in God. They had, one had a heart on them, blood and crypt. Sherry. Sherry, so it's not that they don't believe in God, it's they don't praise what? and worship the way that you do. Oh, well, I've been saved since I was three years old, and I've been in the choir. My mom made me go to church every Sunday, even though she said she stayed out all night and, and slept with people's yeah. husbands and, and, and mistress and all that. I've never had a husband. I've been the best woman that I've ever known. And the best mother, my mom just took my son from me. And I'm like, like really like fed the f up. Whoa. I've been the best mother I can ever think of. I've been mother to other people's kids that don't even mother their kids. All right, what Sher the hell is Sher Sherry, Sherry's you know upset. Sherry's Sherry, upset. Sherry. You know the Bible says. I'm really upset. Sherry, the Bible I'm says. I've been trying to get in touch with y'all for like ever. <laughs> Sherry, 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 you know the Bible says a great deal about being quiet, right? Yes. Yeah, holding your tongue. Shutting the hell up sometimes. Oh, leave her alone. She Be still and listen. God, you, you know what I'm saying? So you can hear God. How you hearing God and you talk so goddamn much? Man, Sherry. <laughs> I don't know. I do See, know. Why you start her? Why you start her talking? Sherry, Sherry. everybody. Just give me a second. ADHD. I have ADHD. I have PTSD. I have woman. Sherry. I got I ESPN, woman. CNN, BET, VH1, MTV. I got all these. Sherry, Sherry, hold on, hold on. You know on. what? We just ran out of time. Hold on, Sherry. Yeah, Sherry. Yeah, I feel bad. Thank you very much, Sherry. Sherry, did you even ask a question to you? I don't know. Sherry, thank you very much, Sherry. Send me something in the water. Send me a ticket. A ticket to what? Jumping in the water. Jumping in the water. I need to go to something in the water so I can get a break. Somebody send me a ticket, please. Oh, you want to go on vacation now? Yeah, I'll, I'll host this. I just want to be there. I just want to get away from all this shit. Hey, what the hell is wrong We'll get you a ticket to Virginia Beach. Thank you, thank you. That's all I want. Virginia Beach is five minutes away. From you. I know, right from me. I used to live in Norfolk, Virginia. I'm Sherry. Sherry. Sherry, if you want to reach me, the email oh is helpmeye at gmail.com. Helpmeye at gmail.com. Do you have enough space in your inbox for this email Sherry's about to send you? <laughs> well, the show's over. Thank you all for listening to the Breakfast Jesus Club because that call went oh, on. Oh, my goodness gracious. Maybe I'm, you can fly Sherry out. To no, I'm not flying Sherry. I said, Sherry, we'll take you to Virginia Beach. It's 10 minutes away. I know. I used to live in Norfolk. She's going to keep going. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. This is The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Her. What's up? Good morning, good her. Morning, good her. morning. How are you? I'm good. It's bright and early. It is. You don't like getting up this early? <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a morning person, but I just came back from the UK, so I'm good. Okay. So congratulations <laughs> to you because you've been having a, ph a phenomenal past couple Amazing, of years. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been crazy, honestly. So how many instruments do you play? Um, I play mainly guitar, keys, bass, and drums. Now, how, let's, start, let's start from the beginning. A lot of people don't know. How did you get into the music industry? I know you were signed at like the age of 14. How did yeah. you start? How did you get into the industry? Man, I mean, it's a long story, but I've been doing music for a really long time. Um, my dad was a musician just for fun, and um, I was singing as a, as a young kid, and things just happened uh, the way they were supposed to happen. The, the stars kind of aligned for me, and I was doing meetings and stuff at a very young age. People saw me, you know, singing and playing Alicia Keys songs mm -hmm. as a young girl, like on YouTube and stuff. And um, eventually I got signed to RCA when I was 14, and, you know, I had the time to develop and figure out who I was as a person and grow into, They held you, you know, that long? Yeah, most, oh, most absolutely. Of, they would have dropped you. Oh, pretty much. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when you're 14, you don't know who you are yet. You don't mm -hmm. know even who you want to be. So Who's I, seen the talent that early? 
Man, I mean, my parents, number one, um, but there were so many people. MBK Entertainment, you know, they built Alicia Keys' career. Um, Jeff Robinson is my manager. He kind of gave me that creative space. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like like going against, you know, what, what RCA, you know, it was like, it was like a... Uh, push and pull as far as what was going to happen for me. You know what I mean? It was like I wanted to to make sure that I was in complete control of my situation as it, you know, my management team. And so I had the creative space to just figure out myself and figure out my sound and, and who who and what I was gonna represent. Can yep. you really grow as a human at at fourteen with a record deal? Like can you really grow any- I mean I did because I, I was going to regular school, you know, and oh, okay. then I would I would come to New York for like a week or two weeks and record and, and work with people and then go back to school. You what know, were you that was my about life. at fourteen. You know, it's so funny. I, I just I wrote a song called Curious. I wrote about people being in my business, like my parents, you know, like stuff like no that. Boy, <laughs> your parents, they weren't in your business. It's called being a parent. Right, exactly. No, no boyfriend no. stuff though. No, 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 no boyfriend stuff. So you wrote all your own music. Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was I've been a writer. I I'm a poet, you know, mm-hmm. as well as a writer and and I kind of, you know, they go hand in hand. And you so. never got discouraged being signed so early and and, and not really taking off to no, abso- absolutely. I mean, you know, after a few years, it's like, okay, when am I going to put out music? When am I going to figure this out? Who am I? You know, what what am I? What am I going to do as far as my career is concerned? And so, when I graduated high school, or before I graduated high school, I'm like, am I going to go to college, or mm-hmm. am I going to be in this music thing 100? percent So there were frustrations there, you know, and watching everybody else that was um, signed to my management company, you know, it was uh, K. Michelle and, and Brandy and Alicia Keys and El Varner and all these people and Justine Sky, like all these great artists doing their thing and me kind of like sitting on the sideline you know at their shows kind mm. of like waiting my turn like okay pretty soon I'm gonna have music out I'm gonna be doing shows I'm gonna be doing this and uh yeah I was just I was being patient and and I finally decided like all right I'm gonna just be in this 100 percent my parents the, supported me so what did the teenager know about patience right what did I know about patience <laughs> I don't rare. know man I just I, I love music so much and there was nothing else I wanted to do I feel I feel like you know uh, as a young child with the label telling you you should be like this and you should be like that like that would be hard in your formidable years because everybody's trying to tell you what to be instead of just right. letting you be. Man, it is definitely definitely difficult. And that's why I always preach to people like, no matter what anybody tells you, surround yourself with people that are going to embrace who you are mm-hmm. and, and see the potential in in what you can be and not what you should be or something that is modeled. You know, like something that you should be modeled after. You know, or or. Uh, manufactured into, you know, that was my whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just find my voice and figure out my truth and, and you know, present that. What made you hide your identity for so long? I mean, I it wasn't so much of a hiding my identity. It was more so, like, focusing on the music. Like, I didn't want people to know how old I am. I didn't want people to know my, you know, ethnicity. And I didn't want people to, like, see my face, you know, or or have any assumption you know we focus on all the the superficial things and what's happening now and i just wanted people to focus on the music and the message and now people of all ages have kind of taken my music and made it their diary you know like oh they feel connected to it because they don't know anything about me you know the label had to be against that though you know what they weren't they weren't at first it was kind of like uh okay but they weren't they definitely kind of like helped make the vision come to life like it was it yeah. was a nice different type of rollout because we're used to seeing people just, we got to get you everywhere. We got to get you on this remix. We got to get your face mm-hmm. on the cover of this. We have to make sure your social media is popping. Right. And you didn't have to do those things. I started off with zero followers. Like, I made my Instagram page the day that I released my music and it just grew organically. Like, I really feel like I grinded it out. You know, I didn't want a quick 
radio hit. I just wanted to to do shows and have people fall in love with me and my artistry and not just one song or, you know, not just one thing or, or my face or whatever. You know, I wanted it to be about the music and my, my truth, my story. We talk about a lot of the, the celebrities that loved you and started following you. And I heard you tell a story about the day you spoke to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Now tell that story. <laughs> Crazy. So I was... um. 10 or 11 years old I was like 11 years old and um, I met Rodney Jerkins in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and he had a studio in Burbank and me and my parents went to the studio mm -hmm. and uh, we left the studio he was he was telling us about you know his his Michael stories and this and that working with Michael and we left the studio um, we got to the corner at the stoplight and he was running down the street my Rodney Jerkin. No, Rodney oh. Jerkin. And, and Rodney's big. Rodney's small. He, he, he. he don't look like, you know, the type of guy who would be running down the street. Right. So he, Damn, you saying he don't do no cardio? No, no. <laughs> what does that type of guy look like? Cardio. <laughs> so he was running down the street. He got to the, he, he got to us in the car and we were like, Yo, why is he running? So we pulled over to the side and um, he held out a phone. It was a flip phone. He held out this flip phone and I was like, hello? It was like, hey, it's, this is Michael. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of you. I think you're so talented. This and that. I want I want to meet you. I was like, what? And unfortunately, it never happened. And mm. then, like, you know, less than a year later, he passed away. Mm. But uh, crazy. Me and my mom were like crying. My mom was like, oh my gosh! Like she was planning on going to his last concert that he was gonna have in the UK. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. So. So you had music out at 11? No, he he saw videos of me. Okay, gotcha, playing gotcha. and singing. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you met Janet. I did. She came to my show in London. She came to my show. Uh, did you know she was in the building? Was one of those things? I'm like, you know, Janet's here. I heard she was coming, but I didn't know that she was gonna come. And then when when they were like, Janet's here, we were all like, Oh my gosh, what do we do? Like, okay, act natural, you know? Like we we're all like, hey, What do we do? And everybody was kind of crazy, and I was like playing it cool, like. Janet, you like, Janet a head nod, <laughs> I did, I did, I did. I Janet was like, more, hey, nice to meet you. Janet probably more shy than you. Yeah, she, you know? was, she was very, like, quiet. But then when everybody left the room and it was just the two of us, we had, like, our time, and she was, like, talking to me and opening up a little bit. I was like, wow. What, what jewel did she special. give you? Did she give you any jewels? No, no. I mean, not really. She was just... She was just telling me that that she was proud of me. She was telling me that I helped her get through her pregnancy. Wow. Really? Yeah, uh, crazy. She said, you know, when she was in her house going through it or whatever, she was listening to my music. All right, we got more with her. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have R&B recording artist Her. That was her joint focus. Now, Charlamagne. How did your career change when you revealed your identity? I didn't really reveal it. They were uh, speculating, oh, you know who that is? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I never was like, hey, ta-da, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Here I am, <laughs> Right, right, exactly. I mean, you see me a lot more, and uh, at this point, I don't think it even matters who yeah. I am, what my name is, yeah. or anything, because people are in love with the music. That was the point to begin with, and it people works. are still falling in love with it, regardless of, of knowing what I look like or anything, so. So nobody can slide in your DMs, huh? No. Why? No, no. <laughs> people, people be signing my DMs. You know, you get their little requests. Sometimes I. Oh, you be checking them. Sometimes mm -hmm. depends. You know. <laughs> why? Do, why don't? Why don't you follow nobody? Because I'm not really like a. You know, I don't really be on social media like that. She like, don't want to see post. all that mess on her timeline. Right, right. <laughs> I still keep up. You know, a little bit. It's on the Explore page, but I don't really. You know. People start getting salty, like, why you don't follow me back? Or why, you know? You can't follow Daniel Caesar or nobody? Or <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not following anybody. 
Do you miss the what's the word? Anonymity? What's the word? Anonymity. There you go. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you miss being it when not, I know just who say you being are? Anonymity. Sometimes. Um I, I guess I expected this, you know, I kind of mentally prepared for whatever would happen. I'm just happy to do music, you know? Like, it doesn't doesn't matter. I think sometimes I do, like, I try to be low-key, you know? I take the glasses off because if I have them on, then mm-hmm. you recognize me and put my hair back, walk around like, wait a minute, that's... And I'm like, ah, damn. You know, mm-hmm. like, my, my cover's blown. So how do you deal with relationships now? You know, because it's, it's different now. Now they know who you are. They know right. your face. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to know if somebody really loves you for you. They don't. Um, <laughs> you know what? Not anymore. <laughs> you know what? There are people out there. Nah, you're hurting that's so no, negative. So, you're hurting no, listen, that listen. is so negative. It's the truth. Listen. You got to be very, very careful. Honestly, whatever it is, whatever situation I get into, love takes time. When people show you who they are, you pay attention. You ever had any be- corny lines like, hey, her, I want to be your him? Yeah, all they the time. They always do that. Actually, some an artist did come out I'm as talking him. about a guy trying to holler at her. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. All the time. Charlamagne's thinking about his corny lines that he would have had no, back I'm in the day. Like, what's the corniest one? What? That is the corniest that is one. The one. That, that is the one. You hit it right on with. the nose. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> How do you respond to that? I don't respond. I just be like, oh, okay, all right. I can't hear out of the side of my head. What made you name yourself after a whole pronoun? Um, so it's kind of a long story, but um, when I was, you know, 15, 16, I used to, you know, look at other women, my high school or my like big people I consider my big sisters. And I would say, I'm never going to, you know, make the mistakes that they're making. I'm never going to fall in love with this guy and fall for the wrong guy and, and all this stuff. Right. And I became her. I became yeah, that girl. Plus, we have to go through things on our own sometimes. Absolutely. You watch people make mistakes, and you would wish we could learn from the mistakes of other people. But sometimes to find you're out. in something, and it doesn't, you're like, how did I get here? Exactly. But I'm here. <laughs> so it's like you got a little bit of other women in you, so to speak? I like, mean, I would like say. Like, I am her, kind of? Right. So we all, as women, when we're, you know, even from high school to adulthood, we experience similar changes. We have shared we have, experiences. Right. We have feelings. We've all fell for that wrong guy or mm-hmm. that guy that was no good and we knew he was no good. So it's just it's just that connection that all women have. And when do we get some new music? When are we getting the, the album? Soon. I'm working on it right now. Mm-hmm. The debut album. So so what's your how do you focus oh, on this? Is your debut? Yeah. There were EPs. Everything Project. that was happening was so unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I literally dropped yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing mm-hmm. that you could just put out music like that, though, nowadays. Like, it right. doesn't even have to be, here's my first album. You put out EPs, EPs, tease the people. I mean, you have to. Mm-hmm. Then, then you get forget about. You, you get forgotten about. So what's the difference for you between doing an album and doing EPs? <sighs> I, I'm not sure because people are treating my EPs like it's an album, right. you know? Um, so what I thought was an EP is, or what I thought was an album is apparently not. But this is kind of going to be not specific to a certain time. I think it's going to be my perspective from young up until this point. I feel like you've been through so much in relationships from listening to your music. You know, the funny thing about it is, like, I really ha- like, it's really not that deep, like, anything that I've ever been through. But for me, it's always that deep. It feels deep. Like, it, it's <laughs> always that deep. Like, I feel everything to, like, the 10th power. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just What's an emotional sign? cancer. Oh, yes. God. Me exactly. too, baby. 629. Oh, oh, wow. 627. 629. We feel everything. Right and it's only going to get everything. worse as you get older. Oh, boy. You're going to run over a squirrel and be like, 
It's dark, right? I'm serious. I'm serious. So, and that's going to make for great music. So what would somebody say it's like? What would somebody Running say it's like? To, Why would you want to write about yeah, that? He's sicko. Like, what would somebody say experience. that it's like to date you? If somebody that dated you would be like, well, she was like this. She was, are you a very clingy person? Are you detached? Are you a I'm, I'm definitely kind of needy until the other person's needy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely kind of needy. Um, I take care of the people I love. So I'm definitely like trying to make sure you're good, you know, regardless. You're a cancer. Exactly. That's what you do. You're sensitive. You're mm-hmm. emotional. You care about Very your sensitive. people. But don't cross them. Oh, yeah. Don't cross I, this. Oh, absolutely. That's another thing. Oh, God. People know. <laughs> if people any, know. If anything goes down, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm definitely not one to play with. And we petty. We always got to constantly check our petty. <sighs> hate to admit it, but yeah, that's true. What's the last petty thing you did to somebody who crossed you? Oh. All right. I don't know. No. You're from the West Coast, so just make sure it's legal. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, that's oh, a, that's a good know. question. I don't know. Do you feel like your uh, two Grammys validated you more than artists, or did you care? No, I don't, I don't think it validated me. I, I definitely think it was a milestone. If anything, it was for me. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes, especially when you're young, and you're sensitive about your art, you question yourself. You have your doubts, and you're like, okay, am I doing the right thing? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Am I... I'm, I'm really hard on myself, so um, that was kind of like confirmation. Like, okay, you're doing the right thing. You're mm-hmm. exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, you made the right decisions, and um, yeah, just be in the moment. I see Barack Obama put you on his favorite list Crazy. And that's another thing that made me feel like, okay, I'm doing something right, because <laughs> Obama's listening to me. Right. What if yeah. Trump was listening to you? How would you feel about that? Um, <laughs> what if Trump was like, yo, her is fire. What if he tweeted that out? And then I would I would post uh, FDT on my page. Nipsey and... and, and Rest exactly. Oh, you're from L.A., right? Well, I'm from the Bay Area. The Bay Area. See, people people in New York always think California is just L.A. You nah, know? just Charlemagne. He oh, just okay. got it wrong. <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't know you were from the Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, from the Bay. Okay. Vallejo, E-40, Sly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac Dre. Yeah. How did Nipsey's yeah. death impact you, being from the West? Um, It's really sad because when you see somebody doing really good for the community and they're gone, it's just like you feel like there's a missing piece. Mm. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah, it feel weird, right? Like this one, this this one hits a little different. Yeah, it's it's a bit different. It affected everybody in some way. Just the energy kind of changed, and we all found out. Her got to get up out of here, guys. She was about to leave ten minutes ago. I've been ignoring the, the label over here <laughs> tapping me. He's well, just you gotta ignoring go, her. Where you, where, what, what white She's outlet busy. are they rushing you, you off to? You know what? I don't know where are we going. <laughs> they, like to be, they, they want you to be on time for the white outlet, I'm, but they I'm just, just working. breeze you through the black ones. <laughs> No, I will always make time. That's why I'm still stuff. here right now. But just right. think about that when you go to your next outlet and you're in there with all those white people. You'd be like, damn, they really did rush me out of the black outlet to you bring me over there. What? <laughs> to play you guitar. Know what? <laughs> Dance. <laughs> all right. Goodness gracious. Well, her, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. Her. you. Good Continue luck success. with everything. Thank you so much. All yes, right. it was a pleasure. We're so happy. And thank you for your donation that you made to Change for Change. You were actually the per- first person to call up and make a donation when we did our fundraiser. So oh, we wow. appreciate that. That was That's her? crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that thank was her. You. <laughs> oh my goodness. Her, That's her. That was her. All <laughs> Thank right. you guys. Appreciate it's the, it. It's the Breakfast Club. It's her. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to everybody that picked up tickets to my car show again. I so appreciate it. September 7th is the date. And also, uh, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? My positive note is simply go inside and listen to your body because your body will never lie to you. Your mind will play tricks. But the way you feel in your heart and your guts is the truth.